Welcome everyone, live from Laverton College in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. My name is Lily and my co-hosts today are Porge, Sien, Sushua and Klune. Our special guest today is Diana. The She is a therapeutic counsellor. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the show. My first question for you is, how does gambling affect people? Sure. Hi, Lily. Thank you for having me today. Um, gambling affects people in so many different ways. So um, it affects them obviously financially because they're losing lots of money from their gambling. So they're accruing debts and things like that. Sometimes they can't afford, you know, to buy food, to pay the mortgage, to pay the rent, um, to pay for their utilities or any other credit cards or loans that they might have. It also affects their relationships with their partners, so with their husbands, their wives, their children, um, their mums, their dads, their friends. It affects all of that. Um, it affects their mental health as well, where they become quite stressed. They can become depressed. They can become anxious. Their mental health takes a real toll and suffering. Um, sometimes clients will start to self-medicate and use things like drugs and alcohol as well. Um, some clients may begin to steal money from family, from friends, from work. Um, some people end up in jail because of their gambling or in trouble with the courts. So it affects so many different areas. Hi, my name is Pauline. My first question, what do you enjoy about your room? Sure. I enjoy so many things about the role. Um, I think what I probably enjoy most is all the different people that I get to meet, all different ages from all different walks of life, all different nationalities, different cultures, different backgrounds. Um, I enjoy meeting those people. I enjoy helping those people. I enjoy watching them make changes in their life. Um, so sometimes it might be just to reduce their gambling, um, so spend less time, less money that they're currently investing in gambling. Other times they want to stop gambling completely. I enjoy being part of that journey to see them make some positive Positive changes towards their life and towards their health and towards their gambling. Yeah. Hi, my name is Yen. How are our people you go with? Sure. So they're all different ages. I work with a lot of young men in their 20s and then I work with people who are, you know, in their 70s who are pension age and retirement age and I work with literally every age in between. So at Gambler's Help, where I work at IPC Health, we only work with adults. So the client does have to be over the age of 18, but there's no limit on the age. They can be 100 or more. Hello, my name is Sushua. And my first question to you is, is it difficult to become a counselling worker? Sure. So um, it's not difficult to become a counsellor. Um, you do need to complete your year 12. And then after that, you need to have a uni degree. So some of our counsellors are psychologists, so they studied psychology. Others studied counselling degrees and might have masters in counselling. Others have a social work background, so you do need a university qualification, um, but it can be a bit flexible what qualification that is. But the ones that I've told you are probably the three main ones. And, sorry, apart from the qualifications, you need to be, I guess, good with people. You need to have empathy for your clients, that understanding be passionate about what you're doing, and you need to be a good listener as well. Hi, my name is Clune. My first, my first question for you is: How do you, how do you know if someone has a problem with gambling? Sure. So there are um, lots of signs to look out for. Um, unlike perhaps other addictions, like addictions with drugs and alcohol, where you can clearly see that the person is affected. 
by drugs, um, by their drugs and alcohol. You can see in their behaviour, they're slurring perhaps when they're speaking or stumbling over when they're walking. You can see that they're drug or alcohol induced. Gambling is very well hidden. Um, but there are signs. Some of the signs are the financial signs where they're constantly borrowing money from family and friends, running out of money, paying bills and debts and all their mortgages and rent and whatever else late. Um, the credit card is bouncing. So they might be at the supermarket and they're trying to pay, but there's no money on the card. So the finances are a big one. They usually have a lot of stress suffering from their mental health issues like depression, anxiety. They might present with relationship issues where they're constantly arguing with their husband or wife or even roommate or whoever else it is. Um, they might be distancing themselves from social and recreational activities that they used to once enjoy. So they're isolating, they're spending a lot of time alone and at home. They're not really doing all that stuff that they used to enjoy before they were gambling. So they're some of the signs. All right, thank you. And just if you are tuning in, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM, live from Laverton in Melbourne, Australia. Just to mention again, my name is Lily and my co-hosts today are Porge, Sian, Sushua and Klune. Our special guest today on the show is Diana and she is a therapeutic counsellor. Hi, Diana. Hello. Welcome to the show again. And my second question for you is how do people start gambling? Sure. So people start at very different ages and for different reasons. A lot of my clients that I work with that are young men, say in their 20s, they started gambling when they were closer to your age. So a lot of them were 16, 17, maybe 18. Um, people start sometimes due to early exposure to gambling. So perhaps that's, you know, their dad used to go to the races or their family goes out for dinner at a venue at a pub and there's pokey machines there and they see grandma playing or mum and dad playing. Sometimes it's as simple as um, putting a scratch ticket in a birthday card or a Christmas card from an aunt or uncle. So they have that early exposure and gambling becomes very normalised for them. Um, for a lot of people, it's they call it the lucky or the big win. So they might, their first experience with gambling, they might, win a jackpot. So whether that's $200, $2,000, $5,000, but they have that lucky win and they might have another lucky win. And that's, that's enough to kind of reel them in to the gambling. And then after that, they find that those lucky wins stop, but they're still gambling and they're gambling more and more and more often. And they're spending a lot more money than they used to spend. And they end up then chasing losses. So it's like a vicious cycle where they're trying to win back the money that they lost, but in the end, they just end up losing more and more. And gambling is very addictive. Um, my second question is, what other services are there? Sure. So apart from the therapeutic counselling, which is what I do, we also have financial counsellors and the financial counsellors are there to work with clients who are struggling financially because of their gambling-related harm. So those clients will have a lot of debts that they've accrued or arrears because they haven't paid their mortgage payments or their rental payments or their utilities, gas, electricity, water. Um, they also, those clients may be constantly contacted by banks, by credit providers, people that they've loaned money from. So the financial counsellors can step in and take away a lot of that pressure that the client's feeling and they can start contacting the banks and the credit providers and all those people that are harassing the clients. They can take over and they can start dealing with them. They can help them consolidate their debts and loans to get the best interest rate, help them with budgets and things like that. 
And it's probably important to note as well that we also work with affected others, so not just gamblers, but we work with all the people that are affected from the gambling behaviour. So say if a husband's gambling, we can work with his wife because she's an affected other or with his daughter or son if they're over the age of 18. So we can work with affected others. Sometimes they might be even housemates or roommates, friends, any other family member, we can help them as well. Uh, my second question is, how much does it go to see a counsellor? Sure. Good question. It's actually a free service, so it's free for everyone. It doesn't matter whether you have a healthcare card, whether you have a job, how little or how much you earn. It's a completely free service for everyone and it's unlimited. The sessions are unlimited, so they're not capped. You can have as many sessions as you like. Some people see counsellors weekly, others fortnightly, others monthly, bi-monthly. It all depends on the client um, and what their needs are and it's all confidential as well. Social hey, um, again, and my second question to you is what happened when someone first comes to counselling? Sure. So they usually call, clients usually call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. That's usually the first step. And then they've got an option whether they want to have online counselling, telephone counselling, or whether they prefer to see someone face-to-face. So usually when they see someone face-to-face, it's close to where they live or close to where they work. So when they first make contact with the service, we do an intake. So we ask them a heap of questions over the phone. It usually takes about half an hour just to see where they're at, what they're struggling with, how long they've been struggling and what they'd like help with, whether it's the therapeutic counselling or the financial counselling. And then we offer them an appointment. Some clients prefer telephone appointments, some prefer video and some prefer to see someone face to face. So when we allocate them a counsellor, whether it's a therapeutic counsellor, financial counsellor or both, we give them separate appointments. The first session usually goes for about 90 minutes and the first thing we let the client know is that everything that we discuss will remain confidential. Um, Usually that's the hardest step for the client to make that first phone call or come to that first appointment because a lot of the time they've got a lot of shame, they're embarrassed, they're nervous, they don't know what to expect. So as counsellors, we try to make them feel as comfortable as possible, provide a safe environment for them. In that first session, we get a lot of background history about where they're at and how, you know, everything in their lives has led to this point. And then we make, you know, goals with them. So some clients would just like to reduce the amount of time or money they're currently gambling. Others would like to stop completely. So we work with the client and we respect what it is that they're trying to achieve through counselling. A second question for you, for you is how can Casserly help? Sure. So I guess it can help in a lot of ways. A lot of the times maybe clients, because they're having a lot of that shame, they don't know, they're embarrassed to tell anyone else, they're hiding it from their partners, they're hiding it from their family, they're hiding it from their friends. A counsellor is someone who's neutral and who's not emotionally involved and professionally trained. So they can talk to the client about, you know, urges that they're experiencing and triggers and what's causing them to gamble and how perhaps they can address that in a more healthy, productive way where they can spend less time or less money gambling or help them stop completely. Again, it's up to the client and we can also help the affected others with what they can do to help the person that they love that is struggling with the gambling-related harm. So what's healthy to say, what's maybe not so advisable to say, things like that. So we can work with them like that and the financial counselling, obviously, to ease all that financial pressure that the client's feeling and help them with all the debts, consolidating them and making their finances a little bit easier for them. All right. Thank you, Dinah. If there is like anything you could say to those who are listening to us, um, what is advice you'd give if 
like for those who are struggling with gambling? Yeah, sure. Just um, pick up the phone. You know, the help is out there. It's there. It's free. You know, please don't wait till you hit rock bottom or even if you hit rock bottom, it's never too late to turn things around to get help, to get support. It's such a common problem that so many people are struggling with and the help's out there. So why not take it? All right. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for our guest, Diana. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today, live from Laverton College in Melbourne, Australia. You have been listening to Our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. Again, my name is Lily, and I want to thank my co-hosts today, who were Porgy, Tian, Sushua, and Kalune. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.